Coming up on tonight's episode of Don't Panic, we've got a lot of great tech stories to talk about, including who won the console wars, Microsoft making Windows Phone apps available for your phone, uh, Kindle allowing you to get books in app. We also talk about Google's by now, Windows and Cortana, and a whole lot more tech news. It's a great episode, and it's Don't Panic coming up right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 74, recorded December 15th, 2014, on Buying Now, Custom Faces, and the Amazon Negotiator. And there we go, and as I fade out the music with the right mixer. Okay, hello, and (laughs) welcome to another edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that uh, four out of five dentists recommend, because the fifth is an idiot. Uh, I am Sean Jennings, and I am joined... By the Michael McDonald of technology. That's right. We loved him in a group, but we love him just as much solo. It is Colby Rabideau. Sir, what is going on? This might be a dumb question, but who is Michael McDonald? Is he Ronald McDonald's father? (laughs) That would probably be cooler. Uh, Michael McDonald was the uh, singer in the Doobie Brothers who went on to have a successful solo career. You would know him as the... uh, I had no idea he was in the Dewey Brothers. Most people don't realize that. That blows my mind. Yeah. Wait. There are so many. There are so many music things like that, and I, I, I don't know. No, I'm I'm just just gonna double check because that's the kind of thing I would get absolutely (laughs) wrong. Just completely made up. Um, According to Wikipedia, he is uh, a soulful baritone, and. yeah, the Doobie Brothers and uh, Steely Dan as well. Whoa. So, very, uh, taking it to the streets, taking it to the streets. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Michael McDonald. Um, and uh, I love the show. So what's going on, Colby? Uh, not too much. I'm just just chilling. I'm trying to think if I have any news. And... I don't. It's almost Christmas. That's exciting. Have you uh, have you done all your shopping? Yeah, from the couch. I, I ordered. I ordered a bunch of things on Amazon.com, and I shipped them to my parents' house, so I don't have to carry them <laughs> home on the train. <laughs> oh, that's a great strategy. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw them yesterday. I was like, there are some boxes that are going to arrive at the house. Don't open them. <laughs> yeah. So that that was pretty solid. I did order a couple of things on Etsy that have not yet shipped, which makes me nervous. Yeah, it's scary when you do Etsy because you're ordering it directly from, you know, the people. Right, right. Um, Which is cool, but sometimes stressful. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I did, I I was, I'm trying to think. I ordered, I think, one thing that wasn't Amazon. Yeah. And it was Best Buy, and to be honest, as long as you don't interact with people, Best Buy is not a terrible experience. Their people are awful, but their website not bad. Okay. Fair enough. We uh, so there's a there was a Best Buy pretty close to me, and I walked by it this weekend, and apparently it's closed. It's just going. <laughs> We're not a business. Yeah, you know, like like we, I do remember walking by a couple weeks back and like looking in and noticing like half the shelves were completely empty. Um, but yeah, now it's gone. I guess uh, it was not the Best Buy. <laughs> no, it was it was not. Um, well, very good. The, well, the best return. The be- yeah, exactly. Uh, the best bankruptcy. Uh, wonderful. Well, we've got a host of exciting stories to talk about. Um, I will remind all of you out there 
We do the show Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, live on our website, don'tpanic.io, when YouTube isn't in maintenance, like it is tonight, so we're not live tonight, but you can always get the recorded versions on the website, don'tpanic.io, audio, video, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, RSS, it's all on the website, social media, Facebook, Twitter, just go to the website, it's our one-stop shop, and I want to remind everyone, through the month of December, I've got these fantastic Don't Panic stickers, Look at those. Beautiful. Uh, I got you, you don't get a whole sheet. You get a couple. Um, but I've got Don't Panic. We've got uh, the, these are circle ones. So with the, the button logo, we got change mode. Look at those. Beautiful. Um, mm. Coffeeandbeer.tv slash giveaway. It's a short form. I just need your email address so I can get your physical address. I will mail you stickers. That's I, I my that's what are stamps today? Like three dollars a stamp? I don't even know. Is the Postal Service still in business? I'll have to find out. Right now. But it's I will send you stickers. So coffeebeer.tv slash giveaway now through the end of the month. So time is running out. It's exciting times. I'm still waiting for my stickers. I, I have not. I'm going to wait and do all of them. I promise you'll get yours. Maybe I'll hand deliver yours, Colby. How's that? <laughs> That's true. I feel like you're, we're, we're going to see each other in the next like three weeks. So. That is right. So I will make sure you get a whole bunch. <laughs> it might, might get there sooner than if you mailed it. Who knows? That's true. Maybe I'll make them party <laughs> favors. We'll see. Um, well, we've got a lot of tech news. Colby, any particular story you want to jump on or uh, uh, spin the wheel? The Android watch faces look pretty cool, actually. All right. Let's talk about that Android Wear. We've mentioned it on the show before. Uh, Google's and Android's uh, venture into the smartwatch category. Uh, well, they've, uh, you know, been, uh, you know, to be honest, they've been pretty good about pushing updates. We've seen a lot of uh, slow and steady feature updates. Um, which is important on a new device. Well, they pushed a new update this week, bringing watch faces to the Play Store. So one of the big things I think of any smartwatch is the ability to customize the face. That's the advantage of it being a digital screen. Um, well, Google has rolled out a brand new section of Play Store dedicated to hosting watch faces. Uh, they've got all kinds of design, including professional designers, uh, a Pac-Man watch, uh, kind of branded watch themes, um, and a watch face API so anyone can create their own watch face. Um, to put on your watch. Uh, they also want to add that there is a new uh, Android Wear smartphone app just for the watch. It makes browsing, downloading, and switching watch faces easy. The app will also keep track of your battery and storage usage of your watch. Um, and on the watch itself, they've made a few other tweaks, including how you get notifications and a theater mode that keeps the screen off and mutes notifications when in a dark room. Um, in case you're at a movie theater, and I'll put up here on the screen for those of you watching the video version, some of the various watch faces that they've launched with. So many. I was just looking through all the pictures. I mean, they look um, good. Yeah, they do look cool. I'm sure these are all the good watch faces. I, I, I'm sure there'll be some really delightful, like third-party watch faces. I, <laughs> I, I imagine the watches will now be like MySpace. Oh, where everyone's just gonna way over personalize it. Yeah, and they'll play music when you look at them. <laughs> Auto-playing watch faces. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. That's the dream. Um, I, I, I think this is really neat. I will say the one thing I... I the one reason I would consider an Android watch over the Pebble I have, because I love my Pebble, is the ink screen for something like a colored watch face or a more interactive watch face. It really limits you, and it's a smaller mm. screen. Right. Um, for apps and stuff, I don't think I need that, but I do think these watch faces look really great in color um, and really great, especially yeah. on the round watches and 
Um, yeah, I think I think the round watches are really cool. Like the, I don't know. I, I'm I, if I were gonna get a watch, at least right now, I would get a round watch because I think they look nice. One of the, one of the one of the people I work with got a watch. What the 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 motor the nice looking Motorola the Moto three sixty yes on on Black Friday and it looks pretty cool in real life. Yeah, the uh, the watches are constantly getting better. I know the uh, they published the reviews this week of the uh, of the new Asus watch, which the name escapes me. Um, but Asus put out their watch, and it got really really positive reviews. Uh, and it's a beautiful looking watch. I think Android Watch so far, at least, has done a pretty good job. I think of being a solid watch of improving the battery life, adding features and functionalities. People request them. Mm. Um, I think that's really really been good for them yeah i think it's cool like i was i was thinking about the i mean i feel like if you can actually if developers can actually like do stuff with the wash face other than make it a picture or something um which some of these things seem to suggest like the like the surf one or something um it's, it seems to suggest like this this can do more than uh just show a clock with a picture under it so I think that's pretty awesome because um, I I would I could imagine like something I need to know all like one thing that I need to know frequently mm-hmm. I don't know but I think it's cool yeah it's just good that they're opening it up and and letting users and developers figure out what people need I know on my Pebble the watch face I use most commonly it's got you know it does the time and the date and the temperature but it also has like a little picture over it that's the weather so if it's cloudy it shows clouds and if it's raining it shows the clouds with rain and if it's snow and Mm -hmm. it it updates when the weather changes um which is really nice if i'm not near a window or something and i check my watch i can see oh shoot it started snowing or raining or or what have you and i think even that little bit of functionality is is useful Uh, and i think even more so on a a kind of full color larger screen watch so um you know it's i don't think it's a surprise they rolled this out i think it's overdue but I think there's a lot of exciting things and this is something I don't I don't see Apple doing. Uh having like customized customizable watch faces. Yeah, I feel like they're such a UI focused company. I'd be very surprised if they opened up that big a piece wasn't, of the UI. Wasn't that part of it? Aren't there different I'm I'm going to look right okay. now. It, it definitely like at the very least it ships with Oh, there might be options that Apple creates. Um, but uh, I just, I, I, will they have a store? Yeah, like, will, will it can be? Can developers make their own? I see. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't immediately. You yeah, know so what I mean? it says right like, here, each watch comes with a variety of faces, comes with. From traditional designs to playful characters to visualizations of time, blah, blah, blah. Most faces are extensively customizable. You can change colors, design elements, add functionality. Um, mm-hmm. It does not say... Yeah, and it shows an example of a Mickey Mouse watch. So my guess is it's a curated store by them, at least at launch. Which makes yeah. sense for the launch of a product. I don't think you want developers out the gate. Right, right. Doing that. Though so it does... And... They do. I'm looking at the examples. It does seem like these things are 
pretty customizable, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I think I think you're right, though. I think it won't be a right away thing, though. This is probably something we could find out if we dug into like the developer docs, because I know they've released at least a preview version of the the Watch Kit APIs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Whoa! Hold the phone. Literally, we're being joined right now by the one and only Daniel Miller. Hi. Hey, Dan. Uh oh. I think something's gone terribly wrong. No, you you look and sound fine, Colby. You there? Yeah. I I can't oh. see you. You can't see me. Oh, I made it come back. I must have touched something on Skype. Oh, good lord. There's your mistake. <laughs> What's up, Dan? Not much. I am delirious and exhausted, so it'll be a good episode. Dan's good, se- good second half. <laughs> you gotta yeah. you, you gotta slow down this rock and roll party lifestyle of yours. Yeah, that's totally what it is. That's that's yeah, I believe you. So well, what are we talking about? Well, we we just finished up talking about custom faces on Android Wear watches. Oh, cool! Which is you uh, gonna pay a hundred dollars for your Rolex face? Oh yeah, that's that's right. Because the watch companies were threatening to sue uh, people for using their kind of trademarked Rolex faces and stuff. <laughs> I bet people would pay. I don't know about a hundred dollars, but I think this. I would... mean, we're talking about a ten thousand uh, dollar Apple Watch, so yeah, <laughs> hundred dollars for a fake Rolex doesn't start, sounds to, starts to sound pretty good. It does, and you know that was going to be kind of my next question. Was we you know we saw articles this week kind of saying. Apple is targeting this as a fashion item. They're going to charge more. It's going to be more expensive. A, do you think that threatens the success of the Apple Watch? And B, when I hear that, I say, Android Watch, the day of the Apple Watch announcement, Google holds announcement, says Android now avail- Android Watch now works on iOS. That 2 to $100 price point, boom, they sell 1,000 of them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that would be really, uh, yeah. Do you really think they would do that, though? It's one of those things that almost makes too much sense, like HBO offering uh, a la carte subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I would be surprised, but I would also be pretty tempted to get like a Moto three sixty or something if I could use it with my iPhone. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's a fair point, though, because like. I feel like the usual cadence with stuff that Apple goes for is like, you know, you buy a phone and then in two years you buy a new phone. But if you, I don't know, like if you get a $10,000 gold Apple watch, are you going to get that every two? I mean, I guess obviously if you have $10,000 to waste on a, on a, on a, stupid watch maybe maybe your life is a little a little different than mine but um i don't know it it could be interesting then again though maybe it'll be the complete opposite maybe the the fashion kind of like thing component will make it sit give it kind of a higher turnover like i don't know i wanted silver this year but not next year yeah I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the nerds are going to get the cheap ones, and then not nerds are maybe going to get the more expensive ones. And mm-hmm. 
maybe most people get the cheap ones, like the the plastic, whatever the the sport is that what they call it? Yeah, but, yeah. But even at three forty nine, I feel like that's not cheap. It's not cheap, yeah. And, right. and the the problem to me is not the fact they're charging three forty nine because Apple charges more for that for other products. It's it's not that they haven't demonstrated the value yet to me. I get $500 worth of value out of my iPad. I get whatever my iPhone costs over two years worth of value out of it. I get yeah. I get $150 value out of the Pebble Watch I bought. I do not know how I could get 300 after I've already bought my iPhone, how I can get a minimum of 100, uh, 350 value out of an Apple Watch. I think that's, for me, the missing component, is if they can demonstrate it's worth four, five, six, seven hundred dollars $700, you know, they'll sell a lot, but I don't know if they can do that out the gate. People also paid a lot of money for iPhones when they first came out. Yeah, but I think, I think, and, and they, had, but they didn't do much. But they did enough. But they did enough. Having the a time web browser in your pocket, yeah, I think justified the value. Have you have you talked to people about the Apple Watch, like real people? Though I feel no, like I don't talk to real people. <clears throat> a good portion of real people I talk to are just <clears throat> they're really excited about it. Whenever they see an Android watch, they're like, oh, is that the new Apple Watch? Uh, I think that for most people, the concept, just knowing that Apple is making a watch, they're already interested. Yeah, that's fair. So if you can get them in the store and look at it, which I'm sure they would be more than happy to have you come in and look, uh, maybe that's their plan. I think that'll work really well. That's where Apple excels. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I think we can all agree it's a big gamble for Apple. I mean, well, I mean, maybe I don't know. Like, it's not going to bankrupt the company, but it certainly could. They they've had a pretty good track record, and I I think I think if this doesn't do gangbusters, I think there's going to be some amount of disappointment. Yeah, that's true, but I don't know. Do you think it's going to be like? Do you think this will be another iPad? I mean, obviously, it's not the iPad because this is not a first of its kind thing. Um, iPad wasn't first of its kind either. That's true. Maybe it will be another iPad then. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. The value is unclear to me. I. I think. I, I think, Sean. You of the of the three of us. You are the. You have a unique perspective in in that you have some sort of wrist-based device. Yeah. yeah. In that you have yeah. a wrist. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah. For hand. Yeah, and, and I've said before how excited I was for the Apple Watch, and then they announced it, the, they announced it, and I think there's way too many questions left. I think the January announcement is really going to make or break, because there's a lot we don't know about it. Yeah. And... It's the buzz leading up to that. You know, what are the final prices? What is the battery life? What are the apps looking like? You know, things like that. That's really, I think, what's going to make or break it. And, and yeah. we'll hopefully have that sooner rather than later because it's exciting. Um, let's continue on to another story. Um, I will jump in. And speaking of January announcements... Uh, January is an interesting month because we're just after the holidays. Uh, we have CES early in January, um, and a lot of companies are having announcements. We talked about Apple, but Windows on January 21st already has booked their announcement. They're going to be announcing, uh, we believe, Windows 10 
Now, we've talked on the show previously about some of the features in Windows 10, but a leaked Windows 10 build this week revealed two new things. The first being Cortana voice assistant integration in Windows 10. Um, now, yes. I have a serious question. Okay. This is, is I'm vaguely remembering something about the versioning, but we skipped Windows 9, right? Yes. We went okay. right from 8.1 to, well, no. So here's what's going to happen. 8.2 is going to come out before 10. Then 10 will come out. Probably around this time next year. Okay. They're announcing so early. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the idea being it's going to be such a big kind of overhaul that they want to get yeah. into developer and beta hands early. Huh. That seems terrifying. I don't understand. <laughs> it seems like they're getting ahead of themselves there. Like, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, I'm trying to think of a good parallel, and I can't think of one. But... Yeah, what do you think is too far ahead, Colby? Announcing something this year that's not going to be released for another year. Like, announcing something right now that software, like a new OS that's going to come out next year. Like, that just seems insane. Oh, that's the Microsoft yeah. way, though. I think yeah. feel like they've always done that. Oh. Like, sometimes you'd have to wait years before you get, your, like, your Windows Longhorn... Uh, article in your PC magazine and then three years later <laughs> yeah. Windows Vista comes out and you're all sad because there's no new file system. But yeah, I I, I'm still I waiting for the next operating system to come out with a new file system. One of these days. <laughs> oh, Microsoft Both OS X and Windows have failed me. Give them time, Dan. They will disappoint. <laughs> um, so Windows 10, we've got the announcement next month. Cortana included it sits on top of the search interface for Windows 10, responding to text and voice commands, uh, similar to what it is on Windows Phone, as we all know as Windows Phone users. Uh, with can, access, can you uh, can you do like Hey, okay, Google, Hey Siri, with Cortana? Can I just be sitting at my computer and talk to it? Because my computer is always on more so than my phone or my tablet should ever be. So that would be really cool if you could just like have your all-in-one PC in your house and just talk to it it's sort of like the the amazon uh cylinder except it's also a real computer mm -hmm. yeah it's uh this is an early this is a leaked build of an early build of a product that's not coming out sure. for a year from now so we yeah. don't know it wouldn't surprise me if that were an available feature that'd be great now i will say you know you can in google chrome turn on always listening on your desktop oh really um, I, I think you have to go into the Chrome settings and like the developers, there's a way to do it, but I know I've tried it before, um, where you can do okay. Google, I, I can't vouch for Siri on Mac as far as that goes. Um, so we don't know a lot about it other than the fact it's included. Um, you know, you've probably seen the ads. Oh, you guys don't watch television. Uh, the, the ads Microsoft runs. I watch football, that so I've seen the Microsoft oh, ads. Oh, where it's Cortana <laughs> and Siri going head-to-head. -head and yeah. Yes. Uh, seen the, the Windows surfaces with the iPads in front of them on the announcer's desks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the window, the surfaces from behind look really striking on the, on the football games. They do look really cool. Yeah, those blue cases were a smart idea. Yeah. Really... 
really paying off for that very expensive sponsorship. Um, <laughs> I'll also add, in addition in this build, there's a new Xbox app. Uh, it includes access to your achievements, friendless activity feeds, and the store. Um, it They expect it to include smart glass integration in the future, uh, but it comes built in now. In addition to that, they've added a few other things. One I will note is that the Windows Store in Windows 10, which used to be only for buying and you know getting apps, um, now includes music, film, and television built into the single store in your OS, um, suggesting that Microsoft is getting closer to integrating Xbox Music and Xbox Video into the main Windows Store. Cool. The uh, the screenshots here for the Xbox app look a lot like Steam. I will put it up on the screen for you at home to see. Uh, yes. I, I don't play Steam, so I don't know. I'll have to take your word for it. It's It looks good. Yeah. I like it. It's it's pretty. I, I got to say, if, if you take the sort of time to go through all the new UI stuff they're doing in 10, and there's a lot of it, mm-hmm. um, it's really striking and really smart. I'm very excited for 10. Yeah, me too, actually. Cool. Just, uh, should, should be fun. Maybe they might yet make Surface converts out of us yet. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, very good. Let's continue on to another story. Anything in particular you gentlemen wish to... Oh, let's talk about Facebook search. Let's talk about Facebook search. Now, you may remember Facebook's big search announcement that didn't seem that long ago. It was a couple of years ago. Um, it was something, let me see on the, the date on this. Um, I'll pull up the original announcement. This happened. January 15th, 2013. So that, that's about two years ago. Yeah. I got confused cause January, December, I'm, I'm not that bright. <laughs> um, yeah, so it took two years. Uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg came out and said uh, search was one of the big things that they were focused on, that search was going to change everything for Facebook. Um, well, it took two years today. Uh, this week, Facebook phased out Microsoft Bing from Graph Search. Now, again, I'm, I know this is something we all did all the time. Went on Facebook using the search bar to search for things outside of Facebook using Bing <laughs> integration. I know, I know. It was very common. Um they have uh, phased it out, and now Facebook search only focuses on Facebook. Facebook also announced this week that Facebook search will now, uh, you can now search past posts as well, which is something you couldn't do previously. And, uh, and I used today, and it worked great. Oh, my God. I'm really happy, actually. <laughs> we're still, there's still things that we're still, like, I used to be able to, do, I could do that while I was working there. When I left, but it was not. I I remember the first time I went to do it after I left, and I was crushed. <laughs> That's exciting, though. That's, yeah, I looked for uh, videos that I was tagged in last April, and it worked. And I did uh, posts that I posted last April, and it worked. It was great. Nice. Um, yeah, I was I was just searching for kicks. I found some some cool old pictures of Dan that were funny from Mary's. <laughs> of me? I don't know. I just searched for pictures of you, and there were oh, a bunch nice. of pictures. Huh. It's a little scary. Yeah. 
Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I can see everything you've ever done. <laughs> any uh, any sort of questions or concerns over uh, Facebook trying and failing at search? Or did they fail? I mean, I don't think they failed. It, I, yeah. I, I, th- I don't think it changed Facebook, really, but... The Facebook search was so bad before. Mm-hmm. It was the worst ever. You couldn't find anything. Like, short of going directly to someone you were already friends with his profile, you couldn't do anything with Facebook search. So yeah. I think it was successful in that. Um, and I'm also kind of glad they got rid of the Bing results because those were annoying. Like, I, if there's nothing, if Facebook didn't find anything, I don't want to see anything. So I don't. I don't think they failed. Certainly didn't change the world though, but like when you need it, it's it's pretty useful. I will say the one thing that really bugs me about Facebook search, and I know I'm sure someone at Facebook is listening, um, is that well, you used to be able I to did, say that. Yeah, now we have no power. Um, I'll search for like a business, and right next to each other will be the business's actual Facebook page, and then that page Facebook auto generates. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I always click on the wrong one, which really, bu- and I always like sit there for a minute and I'm like, which is the right one? And it's like, well, this one says it's a business. This one has more likes. This one, and I always click on the wrong one. So I don't do that, Facebook. Jeez. That's shame Sorry, on you. No. Maybe it's your fault, Sean. You should be clicking on the other one. User error? Yeah, it's always yeah. user error. <laughs> oh, with you developers, it's always user error. Problem oh. exists between keyboard and chair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> see how it is you're probably right but um (laughs) all right let's uh let's continue on with another story which would be (gasps) consoles i want to talk about consoles i love consoles in the pre-show colby and i were chatting and he he brought up an interesting point and i i would like to discuss it but first uh let's talk numbers we don't usually do a lot of sales numbers on the show but we'll mention this uh because for the first time, the Xbox One outsold the PS4 uh, in a single month. So 1.2 million sales in November for the Xbox One. It broke ps 4 streak that it's held since it was launched. Especially interesting, because this was in November, right before Christmas. So it will be interesting to see which sells more uh, ahead of time. Well... <clears throat> How far ahead is PS4 at this point, though? Oh, in grand total? Yeah. Um, it's a really good question. Really I mean, the good. answer is still ahead. Yes. Oh, yes. It'll be really interesting to see at the end of the year because they're probably going to send most of the, sell most of their consoles. The most. The most. Most of these companies' console sales haven't been reported yet, correct? Because it would be like Black Friday on. I have no idea. Sean, you're, you're the, come on. You're I supposed to know these things. You're the business guy. Uh, uh, I'm the marketing guy, Dan. It's a business. <laughs> I'll tell you the thing. I can't account for what you paid for it. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, all of the the numbers from November haven't been released yet. Or no, these are the is, numbers from November. These are the numbers from November. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's no, it's December fifteenth, so we we know the the November numbers. All right. It'll be interesting to see what the December numbers are. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. 
And what do we think the reason for this surge in Xbox sales are? I have no idea. Was there a, was there a sale or something? Was there a, a $50 across the board price cut? Mm-hmm. Sales tripled after that. Which was on top of a, a price cut they had already introduced earlier in the year by cutting out the uh, camera thing. Yep. The Kinect. Yep. Yeah. And I and Dan, to answer your question, here you go. Xbox One hit 10 million sold in November. Okay. Mm -hmm. PlayStation 4 hit 10 million sold in August. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, I don't know how, how, how much that rate continued, but that gives you some idea. Um of the sales numbers. Yeah, so PlayStation 4 is probably over 20 million at this point. Uh, especially with the holiday, it, it wouldn't right. be surprising. You know, Black, yeah. like you said, I'm sure Black Friday, the numbers were were, uh, were well. Man, that's so many. That's way more than I would have expected. Yeah. Well, I feel like now is about the time when people will actually start buying it because there are actually games to play now. Yeah, there are so many. There are so many there good are, ones. I have... I don't like even have enough time. Sudden, there are there are a bunch of games. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, it, there's no time. But. So, are, go ahead. Are real people still buying consoles? Is that what this means? Yes. This didn't, okay. I thought we had uh, talked about on the show how maybe real people didn't buy consoles anymore. Well, define <laughs> real people. I mean. I I don't know people who do yeah I think are, it's, there are, are there aren't like thirty million active gamers in the world that's or in the United States or whatever this is right I wouldn't think unless there are I don't know I don't know I'm curious like I mean there are a lot of chill like. There are a lot of people under the age of 21, that is true. Right, who are, <laughs> I feel like those are kind of, like, those people are gamers by default. Kind of. Really? I I think so. I don't think any kid doesn't want a PlayStation. You know, <laughs> and... And the PlayStation people really love to hear you say that. That's well, any company's dream. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting is, I think... It wouldn't surprise me to find out these consoles tap a new market that past consoles didn't. That market of kids who are kind of gamers, I think mm -hmm. I might fit into that category, where I don't never play, you know? Yeah. And I think parents are buying it with the idea of, well, my kid will sometimes play games, but I can also watch Netflix on it. You know, the right. centerpiece of the living room device for sometimes gaming, I think, while not a huge part, certainly plays into the sales figures. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right in that it is a multi-purpose device. Um, it's sort of the the high-end Roku, kind of. Right. So it's, it's a Roku, and it can do all these other things. So yeah. if you're a power user... So when your kid really wants to play Call of Duty, despite the fact they play no other video games, you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I forget. I had something else to say, but I completely forgot what it was. So disappointing. Yeah. It was something about... Nope. I don't remember. <laughs> I do want to point out, and this may be of interest, 8th generation consoles, so the PS4 and the Xbox One and what have you, is... Oh, see, now I have to do math. God damn it. 
Oh, no. No. It's all uh, over. Declined somewhere between 10 and 15% year over year. Really? Yes, despite the fact that they've been around longer and are now slightly cheaper. What? Sorry, what declines 15% year over year? H- uh, PS4 and Xbox One and Wii U sales decrease somewhere between, depending on my math, 10 and 15% from January 2013, uh, November 2013 to November 2014. Really? Yes. Wow. So most people bought them last year. So far. Mm-hmm. So far. And that's in terms of dollars, mind you. That's not unit sales. Oh, okay. So, I, you know, factor that in how you how you will. Sure. That affects the Xbox numbers a lot then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's 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 tough to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be this discussion will be more interesting after Christmas this year. Mhm. Um But yeah. Oh, so before the show I've remarked to Sean that sometimes I get sad that I got a PS4 instead of an Xbox. Um, really? Yeah, because I just wish the PS4 did other stuff. Like, I just want I want it to do more stuff. Like, all I can do is watch Netflix besides... I don't know. And I don't I don't know if this is any better on the Xbox, but for some reason I kind of assume there are more of the media apps on the Xbox. And which like, which media apps are you missing? HBO Go and Prime. Yeah, those are both on Xbox. Yeah. Um like those are the other two that I use and neither of them are on the PS4. And I do like I don't know. Like at least they tried with the media center stuff. I don't. I don't know if it's good, but I haven't I, heard of anyone using it. The only review I read was not impressed. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. Like maybe maybe there's a future there, but I just want. I want one thing that does all the things, so I don't have to press the source button on my TV's remote control. <laughs> but I don't have that yet, so. I just get sad sometimes. Other than that, though, I like the PS4. Except- I wonder why they don't have those two. Because Amazon, the unlike Apple, doesn't seem to be in the business of restricting its content. Uh, right. They never have been in the past. HBO Go has been much more reticent. HBO Go is on PS3, but is not yet on PS4. Yeah. They've well, u- I always feel like been slow. HBO Go came out on PS3 like about the same time that the PS4 came out. Right. Yeah. And the Xbox One just got HBO Go? Wasn't that recently? I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry, I was reading something. What'd you say? The Xbox One just got HBO Go? Um, I don't think it was that long oh, ago, but it's not. The Amazon Fire TV just got HBO Go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'll point out, Amazon Prime... Oh, it was November 20th, 2014. HBO Go launches on Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, I'll point out, you know... Uh, Amazon Instant doesn't work on Chromecast either. Or Apple TV. Yeah, so Amazon does tend to be more selective. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I wonder is... I don't know, like, could are there other things at play? Is it that HBO or Amazon doesn't want to be on this device, or are there other things going on? I mean, 
I could wildly speculate, and I will, that <laughs> that these companies do focus market research, and HBO has you know found out that only three percent of their subscribers own a PS4, but twenty percent own an Xbox or something. I guarantee they know those numbers, and they say we have so many resources, we're going to put them yeah. where our people are, and we'll leave off a certain percentage. I I also get the impression that HBO Go does not have the most. Uh the largest or the most efficient engineering department based yeah. on the fact they just fired their CTO or something like that. Well, he, he, what's interesting, he quit because Am, uh, HBO is hiring an outside company to build all their stuff for the new standalone service, and he got pissed and quit. Right. Mm. Um, and I know the way Netflix works for this stuff is Netflix, they don't have an open API. So whenever Netflix comes out on... Apple TV or all these devices, all those companies also don't have open APIs. So those companies have to give some software development kit, some SDK to Netflix. Then, And only when they get that can Netflix even start to write the client, which they also have to write themselves. And who knows what the process is for getting it approved. So it's not like releasing an app even on the Apple App Store. Not You can't even start writing it until you're already approved. Uh, and yeah. who knows what the process is for that. Maybe it's really egregious on PS4. Uh, Apple TV has been getting a lot better with that. Like every other week it seems like they have a new channel on Apple TV uh, recently, which has been crazy. That that list on my thing is so long now. Uh, Interesting. So I hope that it'll get better. I, I'm really waiting for one of these things just to have a an app store. Roku. Where is the PS4 app store? Roku, Dan. Roku has an app store, a very good app and Ro store. And you're right. Roku does have an open API. They're the only one, as far as I know. Yeah. So, I no, but I, I agree. I think, I don't know, whatever the missing puzzle piece here where they're not getting this content. I mean, maybe they're just more focused on, we talked about the PS View uh, over the air, uh, the, the television service they're going to start offering. You know, maybe they're just more focused on that than they are on getting other content. I don't yeah, know. that could be. Who knows? We'll just wildly speculate till the cows come home. Uh, <laughs> I sound so Western. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's continue on. Enough about consoles. We still have not decided who won the the console war, but maybe we'll have to leave that for another day. Um, or maybe there just are no winners in war. Um, <laughs> another story to talk about. Any particular pick, or we'll just grab one here. Uh, HBO reiterated that HBO Go is set to launch on PS4 sometime later this year, and that was set on November 20th, 2014. Oh, uh, wow, they did not give themselves a big time frame. So yeah, if they said that then, you might be seeing it pretty soon. Yeah, pro probably in time for the ho It would probably be pretty So maybe this week? Maybe. Time's running out. That'd be great. Would be. We'll have it in time for Game of Thrones, at least. There yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't like it doesn't really matter because I can do it on my TV, but defeats the purpose. Right. I mean, it does. It would still be nice if one or the other had everything, but they don't. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to organize these in my head. Let's talk about. Um, I don't know. 
some of these here's what we should talk about do we talk about skype translation yet no we did not we can talk about i was really excited about that sure oh Uh, that does cool yeah so skype uh announced a kind of plug-in for skype uh and here they have a cute little video with kids in a school which i will go ahead and play for you yeah it's all it's nice it's warm and fuzzy um let me flip this over here so you get a taste of this and i'll skip ahead to the actual gracias thank you do you like living in mexico city te gusta vivir en la ciudad de mexico aquí está muy lindo here is very nice what do you do for fun que haces para divertirte Voy a las playas de México. I'm going to the beaches of Mexico. I like to swim. Me gusta nadar. A mí también. Me too. Uh, you get the idea. It's a bunch of cute school children uh, in Mexico and in the United States talking to one another, translating in real time. Uh, it's called Skype Translator. And right now it's just for English and Spanish. But what it does is it hears you talk and then computer generates the translation immediately after you say it. Uh, it's a, the result of years of work from Microsoft's research team in Skype. Uh, it works on Windows 8.1 or preview copies of Windows 10. And like I said, English or Spanish only. Um, it's currently marketing it towards schools, as that video showed. Um, and it's tested it out with students in the U.S. and Mexico. Um, Microsoft is also translating instant messaging conversations through Skype Translator with more than 40 languages supported. If you're interested in testing this... Uh, you'll have to get an invite at Microsoft Skype website and use a special registration code. Um, so this is this is interesting to you, Dan. You you find this appealing? Yeah, uh, this is the dream, the Star Trek uh, communicator, and it's here. It works. Well, I, I'm not sure. I, would, I don't have a use for this, but I think it's really cool. Uh, but if if there was something, like, I know Google Translate already does this, where you say something to it in one language and it can translate it for you. But that's too much work. I need something that's, like, this is where Google Glass would be great, by the way. Mm. Is you're in a foreign country and it's showing you what people are saying around you. It's just always listening. It's always translating. You don't have to tell it when to translate. Uh, and Google Translate up until now has always been... Translate this button. Say the thing. <laughs> this is always listening. It's really cool. That's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, it is pretty impressive. Like that's that's some future shit right there. <laughs> I am absurdly skeptical. There, there is no way this works. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just not. Like I'm sure it works like seventy percent of the time, but yeah, I just I can't. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm a skeptical person in general, but I want this to work. I think it's a cool theory. I'll believe it when I see it, not in some overly produced marketing video, you know? Right. Right. Like the Amazon drone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great in theory, great on paper. Glad they're working on it. Glad to see Microsoft <laughs> doing cool stuff. I'll give Microsoft Research a ton of credit. They always are pumping out really crazy cool things. The problem is we almost never see them again. So, um I I'd like to see this sort of roll out uh, more broadly but skype translator preview you can uh try and get into the beta now if you have a spanish-speaking friend or an english-speaking friend if you speak spanish we have a lot of fans in mexico so <laughs> uh, thank you facebook yep so yes. so i don't know maybe you can plug our show in and it'll translate in real time i don't know 
<laughs> to give it a shot. Uh, very good. Let's, uh, how are we doing on time? We got time for, why don't we do a lightning round? We haven't done a lightning round in a while. Because a couple of these stories you can talk about very quickly, right? So I'll describe the story, a couple quick comments, and we'll move on. You ready for the lightning round? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with Amazon Kindle. Kindle released an update today to their iPad app that now, for the first time in a long time, allows you to get new apps in the book. But you can't buy them still because of restrictions on iOS. However, if you are a uh, Kindle Unlimited user, you can now browse and download the free included books on your iPad without having to go to the Amazon website. The update also includes Goodreads integration, the book reading social networking site that Amazon purchased. Uh, you can now post directly from within the app. That's great. <clears throat> I haven't played around with it yet, but I'm really excited. Are you going to try Kindle Unlimited? Uh, no. Uh, maybe they've added more books. I'm not excited about Kindle Unlimited. I'm excited about Goodreads, which I do use. Uh, and I get a lot of value out of that. My friends who read books, it's good to know what they're reading. When they write a review, It's I get all of them as a notification so I can see what my friends think of a book, and I've found a lot of good books that way. That's cool. I So recently I was trying to decide on a new book, and I didn't I didn't know what to do. I had no I, – I, I know, like, I don't hear about books except from you, Dan, <laughs> um, which is not necessarily bad. That's, that's your, your book advice has been uh, quite solid. I but agree. like you, you're you weren't immediately available when I wanted when I wanted to find a new. <laughs> we need book, Dan so. on demand. Yeah, I might I might have to sign up for Goodreads. Yeah, right. I I have an account. I feel like I'm going to use it a lot more if it's uh, if it's built right in. So. Yeah, I would love to read your reviews of these crazy, like company Genesis story books that you read. Those yeah. would probably be really entertaining. We'll have to put together a don't panic group and uh, and share all have a book club. Um, cause we do pick a lot of books on the show. Uh, yeah. let's continue on the lightning round. Amazon is now, uh, selectively rolling out the option for you to negotiate the price you pay on an object. Now this may be familiar to anyone who uses the, uh, best offer option on eBay. Amazon's calling it make an offer and it's uh, it's not an auction format. The way it works is you just put in the price you want to pay. They will counter back. You can go back and forth till you settle on something and you buy it. Um, that's pretty much it. It's limited right now to, uh, select collectibles and fine art. Uh, so you won't be able to do this on common everyday items, but, um, it does introduce a new way for Amazon to sell you things. Are you guys excited about Amazon negotiating? No, I wonder if this is bigger in other countries than the U S because negotiating in general, culturally is not something that people do in the United States, but it's much bigger in other countries. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That could be. But there's no, there no mention of that in this article, Sean? I haven't read it. I'm sorry. No, no it's a very short article. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's very interesting. I know I... The problem is the way I use Amazon is for stuff that costs what it costs and is sold by large companies who aren't going to negotiate, right? That's right. why when I did buy stuff on eBay, I did best offer all the time. I don't want to bid. I don't want to wait. I don't want to constantly... You can buy it now. And if well, a lot of times it wasn't an option, and and especially when when I sold stuff, I always did a best offer option, because then you don't have to wait, and if you don't like the price, you just turn it down or counter. Oh, I think okay. it's. A really, I didn't know you could do that on eBay. 
Yeah, it's a really great option. If you ever are looking for stuff on eBay, I always recommend looking at best offer options because usually the prices aren't bad and these people will haggle, but you don't have to go through the whole bidding process. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm excited. It's just not the way I use Amazon. So we'll have to see how that changes in the future. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't use Amazon either. I, I mean, I use Amazon for things I could buy in the store, but instead I'd rather not go to the store and get it have it brought to my house for zero dollars mm because -hmm. that's pretty cool i agree yeah um that's it that concludes the lightning round ding 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 yes indeed that is it for the news and we are going to move on to our picks this week and it looks like we have yet another full slate uh my goodness uh it's always a lot uh, for picks, I want to remind everyone, all our picks are on our website, don'tpanic.io. You can click on any show. The picks are right there with links. Um, and it shows our little picture next to who picked it, so it's a lot of fun. Um, let's start. I will jump in and go first, because why not? Um, I thought Dan would need more time, but he didn't, but that's okay. I'll go anyway. <laughs> um, I have two picks, but the first one is really a reminder more than it's a pick. Uh, in case you've been living under a rock, this coming week is Stephen Colbert's last week on The Colbert Report. Now, if you didn't watch any of last week's shows, go back and watch him. He is on a fantastic end streak of episodes. He had uh, Barack Obama on. He did a great interview with Smaug from uh, mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings, which was really cool. So he's there. The funniest he's ever been. This is his last week. Now, Thursday is his last show. So. A friendly reminder, set your DVR, go on Hulu, what have you, and check out the final episodes of The Colbert Report um, before he retires and moves on to the monolith CBS and The Late Show. But for my actual pick, um, once again on a technology program, I'm going to pick a piece of media. Actually, I picked two pieces of media. Um, and I'm going to pick a new television show. This show, I want to say, has taken the mantle for my favorite new animated show. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it is on Adult Swim. Uh, its second season premieres in, I believe, January. And it is uh, Rick and Morty is the name of it. And I've got the Blu-ray copy right here. I loved it so much I bought the Blu-ray. I know, right? People still wow. do that. I know. I know. But it's really good. <laughs> um, and it's a fantastic take on the – and they're pretty blatant about it – the take on the Doc Brown-Marty McFly relationship of the kind of weird, crazy scientist and for some reason this – kid who just goes along with these stupid plans um <laughs> it's comes to you from you may know dan Harmon from uh the sarah silverman show and community um and justin roiland and they did the show for adult swim they did i think 12 episodes in the first season uh i highly recommend it i crack up laughing it's very well done very smart um and something i hadn't seen before in uh shows so it's not it doesn't remind me of family guy or of you know, any type of show. I think it's very unique in what it does, and it's very funny. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's on reruns on Adult Swim. It's not streaming anywhere in its entirety, which is really disappointing. That's one of the reasons I got the Blu-ray, but uh, adultswim.com has select episodes um, if you're interested there, uh, or you can uh, purchase them as well. So Rick and Morty on Adult Swim is my pick. New episode season two coming early next year. Highly recommended. Okay. Sweet. Something more television to watch as if we needed more. Uh, <laughs> let's continue on to Dan Miller. Uh, so there's this really great website, NYC Basic Etiquette and Tips, uh, and it's at 
wisebread.com slash nyc dash basic dash tips dash and dash etiquette there's also a book uh which we might link to instead of the website uh Website's kind of cool, though, because it also has animated GIFs. Uh, so these are just really funny things that are totally true. Uh, how to get along in New York. Uh, when is it okay to sit, take a seat in the subway? And it's like, if there's an old lady, don't do it. If there's a pregnant lady, don't do it. Uh, if it's, you know, don't put your bag there. Uh, things that seem like common sense, but sometimes people don't realize. Uh <laughs> Always ask people if they're in line in, an, in a nebulous queue situation, which sounds more British than it does in New York. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, there's also a book which I bought and makes a great, uh, a great gift for a New Yorker or an aspiring New Yorker. A great coffee table book. It's a little small thing. It's like $15. Really well done. Uh, so check it out. Link on the website. Awesome. I, I love that. That's so funny. I was cracking up just scrolling through it yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say a solid like forty or fifty percent of those are applicable to like any city or situation or even just life. Which yes, like number seventy six, no one has to take your order while you are on the phone. Yes, <laughs> very true. Very yep. true. Yep. I like I I. So one thing I I have noticed is people in Boston are tend to be less diligent about the not trying to get on the train while while people are getting off the train like. I don't know. I think it's because the the subways here are much less like just everything about them is less punctual than the subway in New York. <laughs> like there is no sense of efficiency or urgency. Like if you're there, like you're you're relatively confident that like the train will not leave without you. So like there's no rush. Whereas in New York, it's pretty unapologetic. Like if you don't get on it, the doors are going to close and you lose. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's a bummer, but I like that. I've seen that before, and it's pretty awesome. Very good. All right. Thank you, Dan. Let's continue on to Colby, who has a pick I am looking at and I'm absolutely fascinated by, so I'm I'm dying to hear more. Uh, So I'm... I'm... Wait, 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 (laughs) wait. You are pausing. You're stalling. So I'm I'm not sure which one Sean is talking about, but I'm going to go with the one I think he's not talking about, which <laughs> is it's an update to a previous pick I had, which was for that app called Transit, um, which was like kind of a public transportation thing. Uh, but this one's called City Mapper, and it's like Transit, except like a million times better. Um, so try it. That's That's really all I have to say. It's not worth explaining, but it's just like, it's like customizable and it shows you like, I don't know, like transit kind of just shows you stuff. Whereas this kind of lets you tell it what you want to see at any given time, which I, I appreciate. And then you, there's way more, it's, there's a lot more information and it also gives you like advisories. So, so for example, if you know, your line in Boston is, is fucked up for whatever reason, it has the warnings like right on the screen which is super cool. Um, so I'm, I'm all about that. I'm pretty excited to, I only just discovered it this weekend. So I haven't used it like in practice for, for work, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And then, so my other pick, so I have my, 
basically the only thing I use my iPad for nowadays is listening to podcasts and music. Like it's basically like my radio that I connect to my Bluetooth speaker and play music in my apartment. Um, so I was kind of thinking about like it for a while, it just kind of floated around like it would be in a random place and I'd have to find it. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if either of you remember this, but at one point in college I had like these like command hook things that were like basically iPad holders and I stuck it to my wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking, Oh, maybe I, maybe I'll do that again. Cause that was kind of nice. Cause it just, it was nice to have like a place to put it. Cause I'm never using it. Like I don't need it near me. Um, so I, I needed a place to put it And I, in looking through for these, I stumbled across this thing. Um, I think on Amazon, if I, I was just, cause I was just searching for the same thing I was using before, but it's called Magback, which is like the, the, the name basically says it all. It's like these magnetic strips that you stick to the back of your iPad. Um, and they're like, they feel kind of like the material that the smart cover is made out of. Um, and they're pretty small and they go, I don't know, they go in the middle. Like there's this guide thing that helps you stick them on, but they're, they're kind of like where your hands go. So they're kind of a nice like grip thing too, which is interesting, interesting side effect, but they're basically just, there's magnets in this, this padded strip thing that you put on the back and they're super strong. So now my iPad is stuck to the fridge and it's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's the best ever. Like I always kind of joked about like I feel like, you know, fridges with Twitter on them was something I always made fun of. But mm-hmm. I have podcasts on my fridge and it's the best thing ever. Um and it was super easy. Like I didn't have to stick anything to to the wall. And it didn't I was worried. I was like, uh the magnets don't like they're tiny, they're like little. I was like is this going to work? Like when I put it on the first time I was like being really careful and it, then it was like, ka-chunk. and it is, it is very solid. So it's pretty cool. It also comes with these two like sticks with like command strips, sticky stuff. So if you don't have a fridge or you want to put it somewhere else, you could put it somewhere else. Um, but I've, the fridge it's been great on the fridge for me it was a little bit expensive it was like 30 bucks or 40 bucks or something but i think it was totally worth it yeah that looks really cool oh yeah yeah it's 40 bucks so it's it's not nothing for its size that seems expensive but for the functionality it's pretty badass cool yeah well, that is Magback. Uh, they have a terrible URL, so I recommend just going to our website, uh, and the link will be there in the show notes. Very good. Wow, we had a we had a real A plus picks this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am thoroughly impressed. Thank you. Uh, I wasn't talking to you, Dan. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, very good, gentlemen. That's the end of the show. Woo. That's it. We did it. Dan made it, which was we were, we were worried. Yeah, we had to go the yeah. first. You missed a pass out, but I did make it. You you missed the witty witty opening, but that's all right. You'll just have to watch the episode to find out what it was. <laughs> Who was Colby the blank of this week? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> have to wait and find out. Uh, well, we're glad Dan Miller was here. We're glad all of you out there are with us as well. 
as we said before, we do a show every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, on our website when YouTube Live is working. Uh, you can also get past episodes there, uh, audio, video, the whole nine yards. Uh, coffeebeer.tv slash giveaway for the sticker packs. And, are you ready? I want to tease the next two weeks of Don't Panic, because we've got two special editions coming up. Are you guys excited about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, I am so excited. Because we thought about it. We don't want to miss any episodes over the holidays. Now, we have lives, right, and families and such, or at least you guys do. And so (laughs) we said there's not a lot of tech news. We want to come up with a good way to generate content. So we're going to do two special shows over the next two weeks. So on December 22nd, we're going to do a year in review slash prediction show. So we're going to, A, look at last year's predictions and see how well we did. And I will pull the clips. So it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't, do you guys remember what you predicted? No, no, I don't. I, I don't I'm at kinda all. I'm kind of nervous about it. Yeah, we'll have to go back, make sure it informs, because we're going to do predictions for next year, so we got to do better than we did last year. And we're also going to talk about our favorite slash biggest stories of the year in 2014. So a year in review and some predictions. It'll be a fun episode uh, to reminisce and look forward to the future. And then uh, the week after that, which is uh, December 29th, we are doing a best of picks episode. So we're each going to go through and take a couple of our picks from over the entire year, the ones we decided were our absolute favorites, and we're going to put together a special package just for you um, of some great holiday gift ideas after Christmas has happened of uh, some of our favorite things that we picked over the year. It's our best of picks. That's going to be on the uh, uh, on the 29th. So, and then we'll be back on the 5th with a regular brand new episode. Ooh. It's a big Ooh. plan, but it's exciting. So keep an eye yeah. on in your feed. Uh, I'm we certainly got this. excited. Very good. Well, that concludes it for tonight, unless you gentlemen have anything else. Nope. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Well, I think Dan looks like he's about to fall asleep. I don't blame him. I'm not far <laughs> behind. So why don't we put you out of your misery and we'll conclude the show for now. Uh, and we'll see you all next week on a brand new episode of Don't Panic. Good night. Bye. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.